Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Don't tell my wife, but I have so far eaten four cookies today, and I am Ooh. ready for this podcast, and I got a little bit of coffee left over. <laughs> oh, the cookie monster with his little coffee. Uh, of course, we have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Ready to Mountain Dew Rise and Grind right here. There it is. There it is. That's my uh, gamer boy. Roll over. Let me scratch that belly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we have what the new that? face of video games blessing at Aoye. Uh, I got my water. I'm ready to water and slaughter. Water and slaughter. Pour it on the ground. Fill it with bourbon. <laughs> oh, my God. And, of course, joining us is the hype man himself, Snow Bike Mike. Since everybody's else doing it, I'm uh, refueling, rehydrating, and replenishing with Gatorade. <laughs> the only way you know how. There's I no Gatorade in there. So <laughs> there's not a chance there's Gatorade in that. <laughs> this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash games or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free if you want to watch it live as it's being recorded if you want the exclusive post show patreon.com slash kind of funny games is where you want to go just like our patreon producers omega buster tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings casey andrew elliot and tom bach have all done we appreciate all of you so very very much today we're brought to you by expressvpn credit karma money and Dr. Squatch, but I'll tell you all about that later. Boys, it's crazy. I feel like we are at the dawn of video games at this point. We are weeks away from E3. Games are starting to come out left and right. We're getting all the nice little, like, the double A and less out of the way here before the triple A monsoon torrential downpour begins. It's a monsoon! Do you ever think of that when Robin Williams says that in uh, in Jumanji? Jumanji? Good movie. Hey, that reminds me of that scene where it's just like what a little water never hurt anybody and he's like yeah but a lot could kill you yeah oh, it's like holy what? shit so water mystical. water's never been more scary than so this mystical, but bless dude. we are days away from as of recording this today we know that on thursday there will be a sonic the hedgehog press yeah, conference do. thing of some sort i want to hear your final predictions uh going into it what do you think we're getting i think we're getting we're gonna get the announcement of sonic colors coming to probably switch I imagine, because there was that leaked thing that we got earlier on. Uh, I hope we get a new big Sonic game announcement. I would want it to be a 3D Sonic, but like a good 3D Sonic. And like if we're doing like the Gatorade get hype moments, right? Like I think a get hype one would be Sonic Adventure 3. You know, that just would be do it. Insane. That would be insane. And I think part of them might do it, right? Like yeah. I, uh, when you think about what's a good next move for Sonic, you know, after after coming off of a bunch of a bunch a bunch of games that seem like they're trying to start something new right like sonic boom sonic the lost worlds sonic forces like all of these different things didn't hit sonic adventure 3 would be the thing that i think would get people excited in a way for sonic again either that or a sonic mania 2 which would be like the dopest thing but also i'm not i'm just not hopeful that yeah that's in that's in the slate um but i'll be excited if that was like that would be the most hype announcement but I, my prediction is that we'll get a tease we'll get a tease at a new uh 3d sonic and then also sonic colors and maybe some other sonic games are coming to switch and other platforms do you think we see a teaser or trailer for sonic the hedgehog the movie too no i don't know yes. if this is the right place for it i really? think 
Yeah, no, like, do you reveal a new movie trailer at like just a yeah, random you show a scene, show it, yeah, show a teaser. Yeah. Schwartz and him are eating Maybe, ice cream, like, this ice cream's great. And then Knuckles is like, is it? I have a carrot. I'm like, oh no, we'll <laughs> see you in theaters in 2021. We're back. Tim, what do you think? Do you like, aside from even like movie stuff, what game I, stuff were you expecting also? I think we'll get a tease of the movie of some sort. It might not be substantial, it might just be you know some cg something or other but uh, i think we'll see that i think the sonic colors thing is is fairly a, a an easy, easy bet my get hype dream would be sonic mania 2 but i'm definitely not expecting that um but i think sonic adventure 3 would be the most overall exciting moment of holy crap they're actually doing it uh but <laughs> andy but we'll why see. do you call me just now. I, like here's the one thing that pissed me off about discord dude when you right click on somebody's face to like low, raise or lower the volume that menu doesn't go away unless you click somewhere else so i click off of it and click into blessings thing and somehow start calling in a private chat and just, let's you're like let's take this to a private room <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the funny thing is Big like the cat got andy going <laughs> if, you, if you're watching right you like you saw andy leave and then you probably saw my face go like what the fuck because i saw andy <laughs> I saw the thing go, Andy's calling you right now. And part of me was like, do I answer it? <laughs> do I answer is the call? It's like, he has like the real Andy. He's like, the Andy in the call isn't me. <laughs> Don't answer it. Uh, moving on that. from Sonic a little bit to, to Bless and Greg, you guys didn't get the time to do a PS I Love You after the announcement of this state of play situation. What are you guys expecting for what we're getting on Thursday with the Horizon state of play? Blessing. I mean, obviously, we're going to get gameplay finally. I think that's the big thing we've been waiting for for a long time. I think the big question is, do we finally get a date? Do they actually put a stamp on it? Do they give us a month? Do they give? A, do they continue to double down on 2021? Uh, and I, like, I'm scared to make the prediction because them doing the state of play makes me think, yeah, they're going to double down. They're going to say summer or fall 2021. But another part of me is like, don't hope. Just let it happen. You know, don't hope. Just just wait for it. See what they say and get hype after. Greg, where are you at? Yeah, it's a similar place where, you know, it, of course, we did one of those classic PS I Love You XOXO things on Monday afternoon, right? Where we talked at length about uh, the next seven years of PlayStation 5. But also, yeah, uh, you know, is Deathloop the big game for PlayStation? Is it the big exclusive for the fall? And it was that question of, well, it's this or Horizon, but is Horizon really coming out this year? And it was this whole idea of like, well, you're on this run up to Ratchet and Clank. So clearly let Ratchet and Clank speak until it's out, then start talking about it. I thought there'd be a state of play maybe end of June july uh coming out to talk about this but putting it here like yeah we're gonna see it we're gonna get to start knowing more about this game and i would the, the fact they're putting it here and talking about it makes me think they are going to confirm that yeah it is still this year and they are still coming this way and there was a great you know there was a couple great different questions uh on games daily today laying it really out of like you know how you know, we look at uh, Last of Us and Ghost last year for PlayStation and how those state of plays, you know, just gave it the windows between, uh, all right, cool, like, here's where the game's going to come a few months later, a few weeks later, a few months later. Uh, and, like, there there was a writer, Dan, who wrote in, who was putting that all on the board here, trying to say that, you know, this, he makes it think that Horizon's coming sooner than we think it is. Because I think we all keep jumping to fall, fall, but what if it was a July, as this guy was trying to be? What if it is in August? What if it is early September, which I think are all uh, pretty likely? Uh, but it'll it's either going to be i think they say nothing about the release date in the state of play or they will uh i think announce that it's coming uh further i could see i can see any permutation of this where it is 
they don't say anything about release date and you know then there's some blog post that still mentions 2021 i could see it them actually you know saying 2022 like hey this is where we're at and the game looks great but we do need more time to cook on it yada yada show you something to get you excited for it but then also be like we're going for spring next year but any of that is it's just all over the place i don't know i don't know what if, they, if, do. if they if they give us a date in july or august does that do anything for you in terms of god of war do you think that means that god of war may come out sooner than we think no God of War is not this year at all. I, nothing changes that. Take for me. it to it the bank. Because I would, I would say there's no way Horizon Zero, uh, Horizon Forbidden West comes out in July. But if they prove me wrong, who knows what fucking it won't drug be they're July. doing over it there? It won't be July. It'll, I think it'll be September. Shift everything back September. six months to a year. Like if they're gonna do it this year, it's gonna be September. And if they're not gonna do September, it'll be next year. I, I feel for, September for is is the right horizon time that they're that they'd be aiming for. And I feel like we're gonna get that date this week because of the timing of all this and i know that what the whole industry is doing at once doesn't necessarily mean uh that the other people need to listen like release dates are kind of set to a certain extent uh, with best intentions from the developers and publishers and what other people do doesn't necessarily affect them but i do think sony planting their foot down on a date with horizon this like early before e3 at least gives them everyone else some time to maneuver their their dates if that they were to not want to be trampled by horizon you know what i mean yeah um so i think that like that if september was their goal i think july and august might be a little too soon for it but i wouldn't be surprised with the september date the fact that they're showing 15 minutes of gameplay at this thing yeah the sooner that you get it out the the yeah. more you get to avoid zelda rough of the wild too <laughs> is, is, is a big thing right because that that, that game's true. over the horizon too no pun intended that game is gonna come out right and it could be this fall it could be next year and both of them are like it, it seems like both of them are, are, are kind of waiting to to you know state their this is when we're coming out obviously because they're being worked on and they probably they probably don't even know but could like awesome. th- that that is a reality that could come to, to fruition that those games come out in the same month again also like you know, we're getting 15 minutes of gameplay. We saw, what was it, 30 minutes to an hour of Cyberpunk 2077 in 2018. So, like, I do feel like this gameplay, Tim, is definitely more trustworthy, right? Of that this isn't just some super polished vertical slice of the video game. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to, like, yeah, they're showing us gameplay. I don't really take that as a, well, as a sign that it's coming sooner than maybe later. And the other thing to take away from it, too, is remember when Last of Us had its state of play, Last of Us Part 2. State of play, here's a release date, and then what was it, like a week and a half later, they pushed it? <laughs> like, yeah, just totally. Even them coming out and doing this, and it could be what you're saying, right? Of like, let's get ahead of E3, let's kind of own the conversation with not only Ratchet dropping right at E3, uh, but what people will be looking for and talk, get into all these conversations about what's happening for the rest of the year, and then after E3 in July, push it. You know what yeah. I mean? I could easily see that, too. What I'm I still know is convinced what... that God of War Ragnarok is not going to be a full game. I'm still convinced it's going to be more of a Miles mm. Morales or Lost Legacy type situation. And I feel like you would that, have said that by now. I mean, where would they have said it? Yeah, they haven't said anything about it, though, right? That's the thing. Like, I feel like you would have followed up with a blog post or something. Like, a lot of them posted on YouTube if, about it. If you return and and come out and now say that it is like, a, hey, this is a skilled back God of War instead of it being like however long God of War, 25 hours, it's going to be a 8 to 10 hour experience. I feel like you are, unless it is coming out this year. That's what I'm like, saying, though. If it's yeah. coming out this year, then maybe that's a thing that people understand more. But if it's not, then it's like, a, oh, man. Again, a I, my argument against that is that the whole buildup for the ending of the God of War 2018 is all about leading into Ragnarok, which like it tells us that like that's like the sequel that they want to to be about. 
for God of War Ragnarok to be more of a Miles Morales just doesn't make sense to me for like a, a God of War quote unquote two to come after that. Like they're building up to Ragnarok. Especially hyping it up that much. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't make sense for it to be a Miles Morales level game where Miles Morales wasn't the, the full sequel. It's not like Miles followed up on like the post credit stuff in uh, uh, Spider-Man one and stuff like that. So it's just like, Tim, yeah. if you're right, I'll go to your house and watch a movie with you. Shit. Oh, shit. That's that means a lot to me. I'll drive, too. I won't Uber. Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. See, what I, what I want to know regarding Horizon is, is there a unique gameplay look? Like, is this just, hey, here's more Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's beautiful, and it's the the world you know and the mechanics you know? Or is there, like, is there a twist? Is there, like, a new I think it's going to be a Doom or weapon? Uncharted. I think they're going to add either some sort of zip line cool doohickey thing you know like you know you go from that. doom to doom eternal they add um oh gosh what did they, what did they add <laughs> uh, <laughs> doom to doom eternal mantling right yeah a lot more of the platforming type stuff and then when we go to uncharted we you know we add the rope or whatever and that's sort of a big addition and that changes the way the game is played i think they add some sort of traversal mechanic i don't know what maybe how about a jetpack? You get a cool jetpack. Oh my god! Greg, you, what do like, you think of that? Be, she I mean, basically breaks for... off part of a machine and then straps yeah. it to her back, and it'll, yeah, that's awesome. for Horizon is something they already teased when they were doing it. I don't know how many people picked up on it and or like had a real conversations, but somebody wrote into one of the shows about it of like they've already shown the swimming stuff, which is new, right? So you figure you now open up an entire new biome underwater of what kind of robot dinosaurs you're going to get and what's going to be down there. You know, megalodons, the meg, yeah, but that we movie, don't Jason Statham. We got to find a cooler way to swim. I don't want to be swimming slow-mo like she was in that trailer i need like a jetpack underwater type wow stuff. okay we oh, need wow. to make that we mechanic. need to make moving up there feel as good yeah dash and parry down there down there down <laughs> oh there. yeah i i mean i mean i feel like this is this is this is an out there idea right but like what if there is multiplayer like what if there is like a co-op mechanic because that's the thing that's been that talked about for a long time yeah and rumored and then i think the rumors were were shut down but coming off of Ghost of Tsushima and Ghost of Tsushima Legends and what they were able to do, right? Like, Legends came out of nowhere. And what if it is like, hey, by the way, you can play co-op. You know, what if that's a thing? Hmm. So, last question I have about this PlayStation thing for you guys. So, they said 20 minutes for this. They also said that there's going to be a, like, multi-hour countdown. Starting at 9 a.m., a countdown you've never seen before. Yeah, so that starts at 9 a.m., but then the actual thing starts at 2 p.m., and they start in 20 minutes, and 15 minutes of it is Horizon. That leaves five minutes. Do we expect that just to be a, oh, hey, Ratchet's coming, here's an update on an indie game maybe, or is there a chance that we get a, a major announcement with this being potentially Sony's E3 placement? Finally, we get Hades for the PS5. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's puzzled. <laughs> well, it's that thing of like them, yeah, during the state of play, we will debut the Horizon Forbidden West gameplay reveal. In this 20-minute exclusive segment, you'll be seeing about 14 minutes of brand new in-game action. See, for me, I, I read it as in this 20-minute exclusive segment, you'll be seeing 14 minutes of, I think it's going to be 20 minutes on Horizon Forbidden West. I think they're calling out the fact that there's a grand total of 14 minutes of brand new in-game the- action. Maybe but the I think rest overall of it is people uh, at Gorilla talking, just talking, yeah, talking heads. Well, you know, whatever explanations they're doing and stuff like that. Cool. But I also don't think that it eliminates the chance that you could have something tacked on before or after. Before we get into Horizon, let's talk. You know, the, the sword, uh, sword yeah. in our chat in our live chat, which you can uh, join by going to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, brings up a good point of uh, maybe a Zero Dawn like remaster. Like maybe like we get a little tidbit of like yeah. a update, like That's a, a PS Five update or something like that. Oh yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, this already came to PC, right? Horizon no, yeah. Zero Dawn. I can't, it's, that went from being a rumor for so long, I can never keep up. So, yeah, you could have a PlayStation 5 full-on. Bells and whistles, everything the happening. port could use some work, though. Let me just throw that out there. Yeah? Just throw that out, that little tidbit. Thank you. Thank you. I'm catching it. I'm catching what you're putting out there. No problem. Speaking of the work, though, Snowbike Mike's been putting in the work in a game I like to call, and many other people like to call, Biomutant. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim, I have was. been putting in the work right there. I am... Uh, 16 plus hours into biomutant i have beaten the story and moved on to new game plus and uh oh, I, wow. whoa i have full so on gotcha this game oh yeah i it has oh, uh wow. it got me and i have a lot of thoughts and we're gonna definitely break those down and talk about it but the grand story of this is i started off slogging through the game and really hating it and it probably about hour three it really breaks open and allows you to go explore and do a lot of what the game wants you to do and that is when the open world bug bit me and I just kind of hit the zone out button and just had fun running around and exploring this world. So I know a couple of you guys here joining me today have played it and I, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are, but I guess I'll give the quick rundown of it. Of course, this is Biomutant. We've been talking about this game for way too long. I played it back at E3 2019 and it's cool to finally have it out from Experiment 101 People have been on social media saying that it was created by 20 people. So the team of 20 have put a lot of work into this big open world game. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world. It's a third-person open world action RPG. And uh, there's a lot of systems in here. There's a lot going on in this video game that I like, that I love, and that I don't like. So, mm. you know, I can go really in-depth on it if you guys want. You guys are feel free to ask me questions or tell me what your experiences were but uh sorry with I, this snowbike mike you say yeah, we've been talking about it for way too long i feel like biomutant is a game that it just came out of nowhere <laughs> earlier last week maybe where people suddenly were talking about biomutant i don't remember what is biomutant what is the elevator pitch on this game see i think what caught people's eye greg a long time ago if you saw it back then was that cute Almost Rocket Raccoon oh, looking right. Fury. I lost him. Do you hear him? I hear him. Yeah. Looking, oh, really? uh, or yeah, I'm talking to you, Greg Miller. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you cut uh, out completely on my end. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I think good. everybody cut out. I think a lot of people caught on to it back when they first saw it a long time ago because it did look like a Rocket Raccoon uh, hack and slash type combo based game. And I think a lot of people saw that and they were like, ooh, that's eye catching, right? I think that was what we talked about Biomutant. It's eye catching with a pretty good looking open world it has these creatures it's really and pretty. main character where you're like wow like that's cool that's different almost like horizon right when you first saw horizon you're like robot dinosaurs now you got me talking this one has really cool mutated animals throughout this open world that caught people's eye and i think the big drop off was knowing that it got pushed so long and then yeah greg now i mean tim asked it what two episodes maybe three episodes ago on games cast of like Hey, this game is coming out. It's like, well, finally. And also, where did this come from? And I think it's just in that THQ Nordic like stable where it's like, okay, we've got a lot of games. Let's get these things out here eventually. And so yeah. it was their time. I think, I think Greg was kind of confused of where it came from because this has been a game that's been at a lot of events, Greg. Like something that people have been demoing for three, four years now. Yeah, it, it was really it's that announced. name that I can recognize the yeah. name, but like when you, like I would have, it's just so generic at this point that I, and, and before we're seeing it obviously now, but mm -hmm. like I just, I had no like 
I remember Biomutant at all. When then all of a sudden yeah, everybody's I, talking about it coming up. I'm similar where, to where Mike is and what Mike's talking about in terms of it was it was revealed. I remember be, I remember being super into the trailer and being like, "Yo, I gotta play this game." And then it was just stretched out so long that I had kind of lost hype for it to the point where a few weeks ago when we did that whole uh, what's coming out over the next year uh, games cast when we got to Biomutant, I think both me and Mike were like. Yeah, like is this is this for real even coming out? Because it just feels like it's yeah. been so long. It's like it's it's just hard to believe. Um, <laughs> and it was to the point too where there was a different game, Mutant Year Zero, that had it's kind of a similar style to it that I thought was Biomutant that came out. And so like that came out, and I remember Biomutant being brought up again, and I was like, wait, did that like was is that not out? Did it not come out? Um, but my, Mike mentioning THQ Nordic, I feel like is such a uh, relevant thing when it comes to what this game is and. How we talk about this game because THQ Nordic still, I guess, not relevant, not relatively new anymore because they've been around for a while. But it doesn't feel like they put out a bunch of releases. Thick Nordic, yeah. Like, what was that? Thick Nordic. Thick, thick Nordic. Yeah, THQ. Th- oh, th- yeah, th- yeah. Thick Nordic. Um, yeah. And so, like, this Biomutant for me when I started it, I've only played like the first hour or so of it. Immediately struck me as a THQ game in the way that. It's double A and weird and quirky and also low quality in a lot of ways. When I first started it, you are you're uh, presented with like the character screen where you make your character and you do all your stats and all that stuff, and you can create like a very unique little rodent thing. And that's what that's that's actually what I want to ask Mike about since you you've beaten the game. What like what is your take on the character build system and how much that you, that actually affects how you play? Like. When you build your character in the beginning of the game, did you end up really playing that build, or did it end up being a thing where it was like, "Oh yeah, I can build my character in any way," but this didn't really matter as much? So on the character builder side, I got a lot of thoughts here, blessing, and I'll answer your question right off the bat. Of yeah, it gives you about five, and then there's also a pre-order race that you can get as well if you pre-order it that we mm-hmm. did not have, but like it gives you five different races. We'll call it first that really heavily impact what your character's strengths are, whether it be the telekinesis abilities, whether it be, you know, dual wielding weapons, whether it be shooting guns, and then also affects their look, right? And so a lot of that plays a factor into what you choose look-wise for me. I noticed Blessing at the end of the game, it did not matter what I chose there, right? Right. No matter what, you're going to be able to do abilities no matter what class you pick. You're going to be able to hack and slash away. You're going to be able to use a gun, so it's not like that really is a big factor. There's also resistance, which I noticed like it doesn't matter on the resistance. Enemies have small powers that are going to be in your resistant field. But in all honesty, you're going to shake that off and just keep playing no matter what. I think it just comes down to the look for me, Blessing. And so that was a big issue for me is four out of the five are just real mutated, ugly looking rodents. And then one of them is as <laughs> close as you can get to the cover art, right? And I think mm. that's where everybody wanted was like, I want to be that cover art guy because he looks dope. There's only like a small chance that you will even make it close to that guy. Because after that, you go into your class. And then for those four classes, they also change how big you are, how small you are, how lanky you are. And it all mutates differently. And I, I really was disappointed in the character creator. And I did not like any of that. But at the end of the day, no, it didn't affect me at all if I picked the ranger as opposed to the telekinesis guy or if i picked the generic commando it all felt the same at the end yeah i ended up restarting the game again because i didn't like what i had chose uh what i chosen uh initially and what i noticed like i think it's a really cool creative way to have a character creator again what mike is saying is the character changes its look completely and 
when you think of Greg, you know, like in Madden or NBA 2K where they have the circle with the five stats around it and like up might be scoring and the top right might be, you know, assists or whatever. And you, yeah, yeah, you can kind of move that. Yeah. That star chart or whatever. And that's the way this works where at the top is like health and then it's power, which is like your melee attacks and then maybe intellect for your magic abilities or whatever the hell. And you can kind of move this circle. You can be a jack of all trades and kind of keep the circle in the middle and your character will kind of look the way that it is after you choose the five races. Here it is. Look at that. Look at Bear with the B-roll. And then, but the more that you drag it towards one end or the other, mm-hmm. the character, maybe if you move it towards intellect, a higher intellect, the head will grow a lot bigger and your body oh, will wow. shrink. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Like, these are all the races right there. And again, the only one that I liked that I thought was cute enough was an intellect build. I didn't go for it because I was like, well, I don't want to be a magic guy. I want to be a melee type player. And then I was like, you know what? After a couple hours, this shit doesn't matter. I'm going to (laughs) restart. I want to be cute. So I did restart and I went for the cuter of the race that does have a high intellect. And like Blessing was asking, I don't think it really matters a whole lot. You get a couple extra bonus points, but it isn't the end all be all that your character is going to suck at melee. No, you can just level that up anyway and it won't matter. Um, But character creator pretty robust i would say when it comes to not only the overall shape of the enemy but then you can change the color of um there there's all sorts of different like maybe you have like a a a white mark on your face and you could change that to a blue mark but then you could move the slider and there'll, there'll be two black marks on your face and you can change it like there's a lot of different options in variety and i think that's super badass but yeah like mike was mentioning you do get into the gameplay and you realize ah this should doesn't really matter i should have just made the dude how i wanted them to look and then you just level up anyway and then who cares what your starter class is because you're probably going to change it midway through when you find better weapons and modify Uh a bunch of weapons and guns and armor and things of that nature yeah and you're also going to wear full gear the whole time so don't be afraid to like put on any color you want or mismatch the guy like you're going to wear so much gear over him it's like any rpg you play like when you play elder scrolls how much do you really see your character? Very, very lightly. There's never a scene where you actually like see his face that much either. There's not much cutscenes with his face in it. So in all honesty, like you're gonna wear gear over your guys, so you don't have to go crazy. Because I remember I made mine yellow and blue, and immediately an hour in, I was like, "Damn, I shouldn't have made him yellow and blue," but I was committed anyways. <laughs> you're, you know? you're making your guy look cool for about 45 minutes of gameplay. Um, yeah. I'm about 10 hours in. I think I've given up on it. Um, I think it does combat really well. At, at first, I was very iffy on the combat. I thought it felt a little too floaty. But once you get into the rhythm of it and the parry mechanic, I love, obviously. Got a good dash mechanic. <laughs> a good dash. You, it's got to have that dash for you. You can combo sure. together gun uh, gunshots and then melee. I started off with a dual-wield mic with the dual-wield daggers. And then immediately, you find a cooler weapon, and you're no longer dual-wielding. You, you're one-arming. You're one, or two-handing a bigger weapon for slower attacks. This game does so many different things, and I think it does them all kind of above average, and some of wow. them not so great. Um, the I think everybody's score so far, Tim, of like six and a half to seven is perfect because this game does like a lot, and I think it's a little too overly ambitious, and I wish they cut down like 30% of the systems they're trying to implement and really focus on maybe just combat and maybe just the the weapon modification because that stuff is really cool and robust and it feels you know meaningful um but mike how do you feel about the upgrade system because when i 
keep leveling up and unlock the little dog tag like upgrade points or whatever i look at all the skills to unlock and all of them all the moves that you want to unlock are already unlocked yeah and there was there wasn't a whole lot to to unlock from there on out and if i say unlock one more time jesus christ but yeah how, how do you feel about the way the upgrading works because i thought it was like wait what am i actually trying to upgrade most like 80 percent of this is already done yeah so i i agree with that i actually the upgrade system was kind of blaze right because when you look at it you start off with what are you going to put the extra 10 points into your stats strength health you know ch charisma or whatever and you just move past that and then when you go to the dog tags part like you talked about You'll go down each weapon, and there's two upgrades for each of them, right? One combo, another combo with range, and then vice versa every single time. And so once you level up and max out each one of the weapons you actually use, then you get into the general, Andy. And, like, the only things after that is, like, upgrade your charisma for easier bartering or upgrade your movement speed, upgrade the ability to get more loot. And so it felt kind of pointless on that. But after that, you get into the next set, which is your good and bad choices and the powers that you get from that. And you also get the radiation powers. So that's where I thought it really shined because now you get to look at these cool powers that you can play on. And I regret because what I chose was all good playthrough and you get points, but like the biggest one was 16 points and I didn't unlock that until about 12 hours in. And so I held on to these points where I could have spent them at four, six and eight and had these cool telekinetic powers that i wish i could have shown off like the freeze and or the bubble and i waited till the end to get the lightning bolts and the lightning bolts were totally lackluster and it really soured mm. my mood because i waited so long to get the cool you know side powers is what they call them and i never used any of them the whole game until the end and so i really encourage people like when you get those radiation buffs spend them on the small ones right don't go for yeah, the turtle spell at 16 spend them on the small ones because you get to have an extra level to the combat, like Andy said, right? You're going to be hacking and slashing. You're going to be shooting. You're going to parry and dodge. And then the next level to that is adding in these cool abilities that if you're somebody like me who waited till the best stuff at the end, you're going to miss out on the fun because you could bubble up. You could put little mushrooms down that send people flying or yourself flying. You can jump up and over things. And it was like, man, I really missed out on having fun with that extra layer of combat. And that's all through the upgrade system that you got to keep an eye on. So what when about it was it, fun then? Because you're talking about like you missed out on the fun there. Like what made you play all the way through it and then turn the corner and then want to do new, new game plus? Because yeah, it seems like what Metacritic 68 on it right now. Like, yeah, yep. Mm. So I, I, I think what it really comes down to and we'll have the discussion at the very end of it was this hit that open world just mm -hmm. kind of zone out gameplay for me, right? And what it was as well is the world is beautiful and the creatures are very cool, right? And the creatures show up periodically, but Every now and then you'll be riding your mount through this cool looking world, whether it be in the red rocks, whether it be in a swamp, whether it be up in the frozen zone and you'll turn a corner and all of a sudden this big enemy will jump out. And each one of them is so unique and different looking, right? You'll, you'll fight a giant rat or you'll fight this giant cat that's dressed as a bumblebee. There's this weird alligator thing out there. You ain't no bumblebee. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> telling you, cat. every single time you came by those, you're like, wow, these are really cool and different looking. I think that's kind of the hook of the game. It's like, hey, okay. look at this weird, like, mutated animal, and that's what you're fighting. Uh, of course, when you really roll it back, there's four big bosses called the World Eaters, and those are currently eating the roots of the living tree that you're protecting, the world tree. And so you have four big bosses similar to a Breath of the Wild situation where you got to go find them and kill them. 
And then on top of that, you also have an arch rival. And so there's so much going on of go over to the kill this world eater. Let's rinse and repeat the missions, right? You got to get this uh, transport vehicle that will take you to the world eater. But before that, you got to get it gas. And then after that, you got to get it distraction animals. And the only way to distract it is these little tiny creatures that you catch. Oh, you did all that? Okay, now you can go over there and fight them. And so each world eater is actually unique and pretty cool. They're very similar fight style, very similar kind of settings where you fight them. But each one was very cool. The first one's super electric. The next one you fight out there is in the middle of a mountain range. The third one is underwater. So those are cool. And I liked that. And also, man, there's so much going on here, guys. I can tell you, God, there's, there's a lot so going fucking on. Much. That's, because and not that's... on top of that, there's still the tribe system that we didn't even get into. There's five, there's six warring tribes that you have to bring together or destroy. And so you choose right off the bat the good side or the bad side. And what happened to me was is you took down two of the warring tribes out of the five or six that there are. And actually, they came to me and was like, hey, here's the deal. The other tribes see that. And they're really pleased that you brought us all together. Would you like to bring them all together now? Or would you like to continue your conquest and battle them? And I chose, in my mind, wrong. Because I chose, yeah, bring them all together. Which means all of those missions, all of that, is just completely gone. It's done. Uh... You've, you've united them all. So that means every single time you do a lot the of combat things, a lot of combat. And I didn't get the weapons, Andy. So each one of those tribes has a special weapon mm. at the end of them, right? And so because I didn't fight their tribe leader, I didn't get their weapon at the end, which I was really mad about because some guy had nunchucks out there that I didn't get to try or play as. So that was a big downfall. But you'll see in a lot of the reviews, the word rinse and repeat, the same thing repeated over and over again. That's what these missions are. And there's not really a fun way to go about it, right? Like you think of the different ones that use outposts like Far Cry, right? Where it's like, hey, you got to take down this outpost, but do it however you want, Greg, right? You can go yeah. shoot out a bear and let him come into the cage. You can let the whole place on fire. You can stealth snipe. You can drive in with the car and kill everybody. On these, you have to go through this very linear mission, right? Yeah. You're the butt on the front door. You fight the first guards, the second guards. You get to the final champion, and every single one is like that. So there's not really much freedom in this giant open world game to create your own narrative and create your own story. So it just feels repetitive over and over again. And that's where I got into, like, you zone out. Right. Sure. This is one of those games you get lost in the world and you just go from one side quest to the next side quest. Go do this, go do that. <laughs> and they have cool little moments, but I mean, it's going to be very repetitive for most. And that's when how it, a lot when of it, games get. When it came to the tribes, I was like, oh, I'm going to infiltrate this one area. Right. Because they won't let me go through the front door. I'm going to find a way to sneak in. And there was a hole in the geometry of this big base, this big encampment. And I found like a way to kind of jump up on this roof and kind of get and i jumped in boop cuts me out throws me out to the beginning of it like they kicked me out as if i was like oh so you're not gonna let me do this okay i have to go like the boring route very specific the same way routes every like time yeah like i want to i wanted to infiltrate from you know within and try to take everybody out so that was kind of a bummer um a couple of other bummers. I immediately muted the narrator. Good yeah, lord! Yeah, that's that's like, the pro. If like if, if this is a game that you are gonna want to get into, mute that fucker because it's mute the narrator. Yeah. And I don't think he's bad. It's the way it's implemented, the yep. way everything works. I wish everything just worked like Hollow Knight, where the animals. If you're not gonna have fully voice acting, uh, full voice acting, you're gonna give all the animals this sort of gibberish. You walk up and they're like, "Bing blank, don't don't bing, don't don't it," and that's fine. Just give me subtitles, but. The way it happens is you walk into an animal, they talk in their gibberish for about a second and a half to two seconds, 
And then the narrator pops in. She says that so-and-so is coming for you, blah, blah, blah. What you might want to do. And yeah. I'm just like, I got to mute feels you, very, it, it feels very, like, storybooky in a weird way. And it just, like, it, do, it also It's way does, too like, much. Yeah, and it also, I don't think, fits the tone of the... Like, I, I agree. Like, I don't... The direction they gave him, he did a great job. But, like, I don't think it fits with the tone of the rest of the game. So I just... I, I like an experiencing it where it's just like the game is just translating uh through subtitles to when I, they're doing their cute little noises i think the biggest problem with it is that again this game has a lot of stuff going on in it and the narrator has to explain all of these systems and when your game has these many has this many things happening in it the narrator's just he never shuts the fuck up like he's just always <laughs> going because when there's, there's always this much stuff in this game <laughs> there's always a new thing to explain to the player and it does sort of you know make you kind of overwhelmed cuz goddamn how am i going to remember I'm catching these fucking critters now. What do they do? I don't there's so many things happening in this game and I wish that they just focused on the combat and the sort of the open worldness of it I think is fine. I I enjoyed that loop of taking out enemies, taking out NPCs, going to enemy encampments, but making it, you know, just make it a little bit more interesting. The thing that really bummed me out was fighting the first boss, Mike, where you can't enter certain enemies down below because it might be too cold and you'll suffer from hypoxia damage. And in order to survive down there, you get in a big sort of mech robot that you kind of walk around in. and Awesome. And that's how you traverse from, from in those sort of uh, it's either it's too cold down there or it's radiated or whatever. Either way, your robot will protect you. The thing that sucks, though, is that I finally traversed through all that in my mech suit. And it's definitely not as fun moving or fighting in that thing as it is just fighting as your character. Like you're not doing crazy cool combos. You're kind of just shooting the cannon guns and you're jumping and melee attacking. So. That makes the combat and traversal immediately less interesting uh, as it would be if you were just your character. But then I arrive at the world boss, the world dealer, the first one, and I have to fight him in the mech suit. And it is the le- most least interesting fight I've ever had in my life. The most least, that's a, you know, doesn't work that way, Greg. doesn't work that way. It was but fun. Just go, just power through your podcast. You're just shooting the motherfucker with this mech suit, and it's not fun. And I want it to be more interesting. And then at the very end, he eats you and you're inside of him and you got to kind of like hat slash at his heart and then he dies and it was like fuck that was so lame like i really wanted to <laughs> just be my character i don't want to be this stupid robot anymore and maybe you, i could have wow. gotten out of this and he doesn't want to be in the mech suit this is a it's unbelievable Tim. it's unbelievable well, um, i got bad news for you andy because the next three ones you're going to be on top of a different kind of suit every single time oof and, the and second one saying. you ride a horse like, the third one you're in a submarine the fourth yeah, one, I forget, but you will not leave that kind of fight. It's frustrating because, like, why are, am I harping on, you know, how I play the game with combat normally? Why am I concentrating on that so much? Why am I learning how to do combos? Why am I unlocking psi powers and these cool abilities if the world boss fights are just going to be getting the fucking robot and do the gimmicky thing? And so that's pretty disappointing. Um, yeah, I think this game... Again, just lower down the scope. We need to let's tighten this shit up. And we, we could have had something really, really good here, I think. 
Mm. The, the one question I have is when we first saw the game, I think all of us were excited by the character design and just like how how cute and cool it looked at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, you guys talk about like, create a character that you're kind of limited and really only one of the options gets you how you want to look. What about the supporting cast? And, you know, Andy, we're doing Pixar in review right now. And like the cast of characters is like the most important thing about those movies to to give it the charm. And this looks like it has that charm. Does the, the rest of the cast kind of back that up? I don't think so. Um, oh, okay. I don't, I don't think, I think so, so do. far. I mean, they, they just, they talk in gibberish and, yeah. and I'm just annoyed by reading the subtitles that are what the narrator is saying, but he's muted. So the subtitles are never what the character is saying and they don't pop up immediately. And so I'm just kind of annoyed so with it, everybody. It, it, so like, it, it's almost like this, uh, there's you feel a lack of personality because it's not like you're getting like the the dialogue directly from them and like drawing out like how each of them act you're getting it from a different perspective of a voice who doesn't belong in this world so it's a very weird disconnect with like how character and plot is being delivered to you it's uh, yeah yeah like in hollow knight i it's gibberish but i'm reading what they're saying and some of it's funny sometimes it's it's really neat and you're getting this cool backstory and maybe the type of warrior that they are in this universe. But in this, yeah, the subtitle is you're reading word for word. They think that you are a danger to them. And that's like, you're reading it as the narrator. You're not getting what they're saying directly to you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, I think the characters look unique and cool and there may have been a really good chance to have those personalities, but other than them just kind of talking in different voices, like that's all it is. It's adorable when they do it. There was one that I, I think was like literally spoken, uh, kind of like Elvis, like you have like a little flashback to a to when you're a little, and like there's this like rocker dude, and he like talks like that, and it's really like little cute things like that. But yeah, I totally agree with Andy of like just oh like, he's out of date. He's that guy out of date. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the real games of, are crazy. When he was like really young. Yeah. When you don't play them, you, you haven't seen it, you hear people talk about it, and you're just like, where the fuck did Elvis get involved? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I don't know, he's like, like the, one of the animals that you're like uh, raised he's with. He's got like, like a rockabilly vibe. Yeah, he's got a rockabilly vibes, and he like, that's like his little like gibberish stuff, like goes to the tune of like uh, rockabilly stuff, which is little things like that that are every once in a while uh, kind of funny. Uh, a similar uh, question from the chat. Uh, uh, Madeline was asking about how's the story is it interesting I'll start off if we want to move over to here is just that while I think the world is really like unique and interesting um, I think the actual plot and story is very Breath of the Wild uh, Ray and the Last Dragon kind of set up and plot that we've seen kind of over and over again um, and I don't know if uh, if y'all agree on that or or what. Yeah, it's it's not it's it isn't driving me to keep playing. I, I wanted to keep playing just because of the combat, and I had fun playing it. Oh, there goes Mike. His internet who's may fuck, have who's Mike fucking calling now? I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting another call. <laughs> it's Mike's, it, Mike may have uh, whenever Mike exits a war zone match. Sometimes the internet cuts out. Maybe this is a new thing. Maybe things that he's playing a war. I don't know if you guys realize this. Mike's been frozen for a while. I've been staring at him. He's just had the, the same expression. And I was like, mm. <laughs> he seems uh, like he's had the same reaction to a lot of these statements. Then I realized. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, Barrett. I think it's I, I, I don't think it's anything awful. Right. I think it's a decent story that is good enough for this world. Right. It doesn't need to be anything wild. It's there's a tree of life and all these world eaters are trying to get to it and you got to do the thing, do the thing. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, it, it's it's nothing <laughs> like super. I, I wouldn't say it's straight up bad, but it's just it's nothing like super inspired and like other similar stories that have like similar plot setup uh, and uh, just a narrative. I think have done it uh, a little better, and so yeah, it's not. It's definitely again. I just wish they implemented about. the narrative better. I wish they found yeah. a better way to tell this story as opposed to this narrator, which. I I want the I wish the game was a bit more obtuse in a way. Um, have you all heard of this game called Hyperlight Drifter? Oh no, my never. god! Hyperlight Drifter has a, I mean it's just it's just a special feeling world, and you don't get a whole lot of hints as to what's happening. But you might talk to people and they may tell you stuff. I wish it was more along that vibe as opposed to take five steps and this is the world of blah blah blah. He's not going to want to see that. And actually, it's an English guy. This is the world of blah, blah, blah. Do that voice, Greg. Oi, governor. Oi, governor, this is the world of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Anyway, kind of disappointing. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good game. It's not a bad game, though. That's the thing. It's it's, It's one of those things where you are frustrated that it could be great. You can see what could, yeah, you can yeah, see for sure. the, yeah. and the, the game is the game is gorgeous. I think exploring is fun. You find a lot of sort of broken down ruined neighborhoods or landscapes that you go and you find cool loot and that loot um you can then you know, you might find a cool helmet or whatever, but then you have that add-on that makes that helmet more powerful because it gives you more armor. And you see all these little add-ons happening in real time, and you see these modifications happening, and it's dope. Like, customizing guns is really, really cool. You might have, like, a blade that is electric, and you can add a better handle to it if you found maybe the handle to a katana. But maybe that katana handle isn't as powerful as that one, you know, hammer handle that you found earlier. So you add that on, and it all just adds up, and I think the modification stuff is super deep and really good honestly but it's it, i i think it's just the um the story and the characters and a lot of things like that are just kind of holding me back i don't i don't want to be riding in this machine and then fighting bosses in the in that machine i want to traverse myself fast travel's great they let you find a lot of fast travel yeah. spots you find posts and you piss on it you take a little pee pee and you actually PSP, you do see a splash of yellow urine fall on the ground, and that's like Fantastic. you're marking yeah. that. And that's you can then strange. fast travel to all these spots, and it's great, and it's convenient, and we love when games make stuff convenient like that. But, yeah, it's just uh, it's just missing. Well, no, it's not missing anything. It just has too much. It's, <laughs> in fact, it's missing executing on many of the things. Yeah. They, yeah. Before again, they, we keep talking, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Real talk, the soap or body wash you're using, it's no good, okay? It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't smell like a middle school locker room, nobody wants that. Dr. Squatch is where it's at. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All of Dr. Squatch's soaps are made in the USA using the 
finest ingredients nature has to offer. Dr. Squatch's soaps come in a huge range of natural manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay rum or cedar citrus, I have one that I've been using that's grapefruit IPA scented, and it's fantastic. If you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch, just like hundreds of thousands of other people have. Every month, fresh bars of Squatch show up to your door. It's super easy, and then you're staying clean. Right now, new customers can get 20% off on orders of $20 or more by going to drsquatch.com and enter code DSCKFGAMES. That's drsquatch.com, D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H.com. Use the code DSCKFGAMES. D-S-C-K-F-G-A-M-E-S for 20% off on orders of $20 or more. Next up, I want to give a shout out to ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? It's because you don't want random password buyers looking in on you. Why would you let people do this when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. You don't want to do that. Come on. Uh, did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? It's kind of scary stuff. Uh, definitely for me. And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anybody. I use ExpressVPN. It's fantastic. Why wouldn't you use it? It's just great. Great protection, great privacy. Uh, if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny today. You can use the exclusive link expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny and you get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny funny and finally shout out to credit karma credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help even more with the credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases uh, when you use your credit karma money debit card you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to five thousand dollars you just pay with your debit card and if you win you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spending account. Fantastic stuff. Who doesn't love free money? I know I do. Uh, right now, you can visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. C-R-E-D-I-T-K-A-R-M-A.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and for limits apply that's creditkarma.com slash win money again I, did, I, I saw brian altano talk about it and mention you know i'd rather play a game where a small dev studio does too many things rather than like a boring bloated triple a game um and i agree with that to an extent but i'd rather like I, again, I just think it's too overly ambitious. Like yeah, cut down and, and some like, of the systems out of here, and I think you'd have a really, really damn good eight out of ten, as opposed to like a six ish, six out of six and a half. And even though this is an experimental kind of like indie uh, small studio game, like it it does in a lot of ways the different parts that come together feel like a bloated AAA game in in some aspects. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so yeah, I, I I agree with you on on that aspect, uh, Andy. 
Mute the, mute the narrator. Mute yeah. the narrator. Mute the fucking narrator. Oh, my gosh. Mute the narrator. I, but I, I, the last thing I will say is, like, even though I'm definitely down on it, like a, a lot of other reviewers, I, I do think there will probably be a, a, a very hardcore audience uh, like this uh, for this game, kind of like a Immortals Phoenix Rising, or I, I call that game one of the most generic games I've ever played, but a lot of people really love that game. I think a lot of people will... Immortals really also, enjoy- like, reviewed better than this game. <clears throat> That's true. Um I think uh, people will still like Biomutant. Uh, I do think there's heart in it too. I th- like even with like how low I am on the game, I, I I do think there is heart there that we can you can see um, in, in between the cracks of all of the all of the different things that are happening in this game. Mike, do you have any closing thoughts on this? Yeah, this is a solid six two seven. It's a good game. It has a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot of negatives, a lot of positives in it. And if you can catch this game on sale between the window of 20 to $40, then I would recommend it at $60 right now. And for what I just played, I would not recommend anybody checking that out. So if you can catch this game on sale and you're really interested in an open world with some really cool characters, uh, pretty basic combat and skills things going on, pretty basic story as well, then I would get this. But as of right now, I'd skip it at full price. Before we move on to talk about Knockout City, Greg, you put up a tweet that I want to know the context of. <laughs> Explain yourself. Uh, today, as we record this, it is, of course, Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. Uh, today on Kind of Funny Games Daily, we were talking about Sonic's 30th anniversary, uh, the upcoming event that we were uh, going. It was me and Gary Widow with number one Sonic fan, Blessing Addy Oye Jr. there. And at some point, uh, Blessing floated that, of course, Sonic is more popular than Zelda. And I forget how we got there. Sonic the Hedgehog is a more popular IP than The Legend of Zelda, which Gary Widow wanted to go to the mat and argue about. And I was like, "There, no, what are you talking about? I was, Sonic I know, the Hedgehog I was, is more I, Like, I was there to back up Gary. He was not in this uh, alone in this battle. But it's a ridiculous statement to yeah, say. Yeah, but, like, you guys never came down on an actual good conclusion. Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, the, thing, the thing that kept getting brought up was that, like, the Zelda games are better. And I'm like, yeah. That's, that's not, not what I'm arguing. Like, yeah. like, like, that's what Gary, but, like, your argument was that, like, Sonic is more of a household name. Like, Zelda isn't a household name. Like, I just... No, no, that's not, 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 not at all. You just said more of a household name, indicating that, yes, Zelda is a household name. Yeah. It is, I, I believe it is. But, I yeah, and Sonic ah! is more popular. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's the circular <laughs> argument. And it's like, I'm, I'm making a very clear statement that Sonic is more popular than Zelda. Not oh. that Zelda isn't popular. Not that Zelda isn't a household name. You're looking at me who I'm also a very big Zelda fan, as a reminder. I love Zelda. I heard Pop, you, Sonic I heard is you more popular. Zelda as much as you hate Miles Morales. Breath of the Wild, yeah. literally my favorite game of all time. Sonic I'll is more popular. The Sonic also, that pole, that pole is a travesty. Popular. The yeah, poll is a travesty. The poll is right, a travesty. Like, no, the, right the, now, the is, 69% of people are saying nice. Legend of Zelda. Look, Barrett, the poll makes sense. You're, you're trying to tell me that you think the question, what's the more popular IP? The answer is the Legend of Zelda over Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. And no, in absolutely no world. Sonic the Hedgehog has had a cartoon for every generation since it came out. How well does There's been like six or seven of them that are popular. The, he, Here's what this discussion if is. If they were popular, there wouldn't be seven. Like, they wouldn't have to keep rebooting it, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, just like Spider-Man. <laughs> just like the Spider-Man cartoons. Here, it, 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 we're doing the planets. What planet is more popular discussion? It's like, look, I don't give a fuck that Mercury has rivers of steel. That's a cool fact. It's not a popular planet. Mars is a popular planet. That's what we're yeah, doing yeah, here. Yeah. It's a household name. How many movies talk about Mars? You know, Jesus Christ. Kind Jesus of Christ. Uh, let's talk about Knockout City. Craig Miller, I want to take yeah. you off the bench. Go for it. Knock me out. Hold on. I got to tell my wife I'm okay. I am okay. It was about Sonic. It was too many cookies. Sonic the Hedgehog. No, just, you just got to put it. It was, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. Not it was about. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's like, oh my god, what the fuck? Are you okay? You can't scream like that and then go quiet. Uh, Knockout City, ladies and gentlemen. What a fucking game. Are you oh kidding God, me right yeah. now? You want to talk about something? Knockout City, of course, was a preview we sent the old Snowbike Mike to months and months and months ago. And I remember listening to him talk to Gary in Paris about it on the X-Cast. And it seemed like, oh, okay, cool. A dodgeball, third-person dodgeball game, whatever. And then, of course, it was announced that it was going to be on Game Pass. And then, of course, it was announced that uh, it was going to be the uh, dot, uh, dot, uh, uh, Knockout City's Brawl Party. Black house Party. Bra- Block party, uh, block where party. for the first you know whatever ten days it was going to be completely free on all platforms that you could play. Of course, this is cross progression. This is cross play. Uh, it seemed like man, EA who has all this money, obviously throwing it around in the right ways of giving this game out for people to actually jump in. It wasn't uh, uh, in any way locked behind anything. No progress gating, nothing like that. And we jumped in on launch day and I have not been able to put it down since we started in. Like it is so much fun. It, it's just a great time I'm having out there and it's all of us playing together, but it's also, you know, when it's not uh, me, Barrett, Mike blessing Andy out there throwing some balls as the kids say, yeah. you know, I am Chucking playing, balls. I am playing solo and I am jumping into things and I am running around and doing it and just having fun with it. Blessing. Am I, am I wrong? It's a terrible game. So I'm not, it's, a, it's, it's a really, really fun game. I'm surprised by how it's one of those ones where, like, over the weekend uh, or over the, over the the last week, there were people tweeting about like, "Oh, Knockout City, so good." Oh man, I can't believe how much fun it was. And I'll read those and I'll go, "Sure, uh huh." I'll we'll see about that. And I played it and I was like, "Oh no, this is actually like a really fun game." And the more I play it, the more <laughs> the more fun I have with it. You know, like, Tim, I think I described it to you earlier. Is like it feels like an EA Sports big game like it has that kind of energy to it where you know it's not about like it like it's not about the sport of it it's not about like it's not a, it's it's a dodgeball game but it's 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 about fun at the end of the day right it's about having fun and they really nailed down like the the uh how to simplify it the most they can but then add just a bunch of fun elements onto it you know it has like the like the whole the whole bit of it is like you play in an open arena and you try to hit your opponents with balls you usually have uh two health bars and so like if or yeah like two health points i should say um two hearts and then if you get hit twice you get knocked out uh is the whole thing um but with that not only is the are these stages littered with just regular dodge balls but there are also special balls and so you'll have um the triple ball which basically means that they're three balls and ones so you can Yeah, the multi-ball. Yo, fuck the bomb ball. Fuck a bomb ball. The bomb ball is the worst worst one. thing in the game. They need to take it out. The, bo- the bomb ball is the worst one. I'm also not a big fan of the cage ball. I get really annoyed yeah, when cage I get ball hit sucks. with the cage ball. I love griefing people with the cage ball, like trapping them in and then throwing them off the, the uh, map. It's so fun. Yeah, there's moments too. When you get them in yeah. the middle of the map with a cage ball, you're like, ah, crap, and I got to find another ball or hit them into something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Busting nails it of like th- what works for it is, that, you know, it's this, you know, multiplayer only game. And, you know, you can play 1v1, but, you know, multiplayer only. And going out there with a the team and it's so simple an idea 
that and I like what I described it, what I've been describing it as when I talk to people about it, right? Is like it gives me, it reminds me a lot of Calling All Cars from PlayStation 3, where that was a game that when it dropped on PlayStation 3, it was one of the first multiplayer games that was around for PlayStation 3 that I was into. And I remember playing it and doing it and learning the maps and learning the points and learning choke points and learning like wh- where I wanted to take uh, special things. And at a glimpse, both this and Knockout, or Knockout City and Calling All Cars, right, but transitioning back to Call It City, I think looks so simple. Get the ball, throw it into somebody, be done with it. But then it is about learning the meta of it. It is about, you know, getting into a understanding how your mechanics work and how you feel in it of, you know, pegging somebody with the ball and then popping up in the air to get it back from them or, you know, checking somebody so you can run and you can check them when they have the ball. They they fly away. The ball goes straight up. So if you can jump up and then be aiming in the right spot to peg them with it right away, you're on it. And even, you know, after multiple nights and days of uh playing it and again having a great time with it and putting a lot of hours on it you know jumping in with mike uh uh and andy uh what two nights ago and it was that thing where mike had been playing all day too but with different people and we got in there and it was all of a sudden about calling passes and getting that extra bonus there and then the fact that like you because as you volley volley the ball against other people right you throw it they catch it they throw it back at you the intensity of the ball starts going up and so as long as you don't get hit and you're volleying it back and forth you're gonna see the speed at which you throw increase 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 but with the pass there's a little thing of like okay cool if you pass you're you jump a few levels meaning that people aren't expecting it when you throw it so if you're targets there's a whole bunch of stuff to it that i think it, it looks to be that whole you know simple to get into difficult to master where you get in and there are so many different elements and so many di- you know you can obviously throw straight on but then there is the curveball there is the overarching lob and stuff like that like you start really mixing in mechanics and styles that's where it starts getting really intense when you have these games and when it's clicking when you are in that kind of game and you're having that moment and just getting you know the the dodgeball hitting somebody yeah. that sound it's so satisfying it's so satisfying too and it's funny because it mirrors the actual sound of a dodgeball hitting somebody but in this yeah. game it gives you that feedback like you just got to kill in call of duty which is the craziest thing ever and i think another thing this game does well too is the fact that it never feels unfair at least for me playing it's it's, i've never felt uh how i felt when i jump into a game of apex and i immediately get killed in the first 20 seconds and i'm like damn it man they keep getting they keep getting the best of me uh it being uh, a standard of 3v3 there have been plenty of times where i've been by myself because my teammates just got murked and so they're reviving or they're respawning and it's me versus three people and i still feel even though i'm outnumbered even though i'm probably gonna get murked in that moment i still feel like i have a chance and it is still fun uh going about that like it's still fun having that one three, one v one v3 challenge uh, and at least trying and sometimes getting the best of them and, and that is the most satisfying feeling and I, I tweeted about this the other day that um i don't think we would be talking about this if it launched like a lot of games launched where you're you're running into server issues games are getting sure. canceled now granted it's not perfect right uh the, no not at all we, we, we have had load times are a bit long and i think yeah it's it's it reminds me of something that is bare again to the calling all cars analogy where it's like there's you're playing the game, but then you come out and like, there's only so many maps that there needs to be more maps. I think there needs to be more gear and differentiators there, but it is just like menus and the way they deliver information. I think it's kind of bland at times. Sorry, Andy, back to you. No, it's all good. Yeah. The, I mean, I think just the way that Velen and E3 Velen, how do you pronounce it? Um, I think it's Velen. Yeah. I think just the way that the game is built and the way online full cross play and full cross progression works and it to feel this good where a lot of people are playing it because it's free right now and you I think you can play it for at least two or three more days or whatever it is with the uh, block yeah. party. Um but the fact that it works so good and feels as good as it does 
with as many moving parts as there are. Again, the first day that we played, I'm on PC. Mike is on X or Mike is on Xbox. Greg's on PS5. Nick was on PS5. Tamor Hussein was on PC as well. Like there's, we're playing on all sorts of different platforms, and it feels great and responsive. And you're not really running into a whole lot of hitching and things of that nature. Uh, again, it's not perfect. I know some people, you know, when I mentioned that the other day, were like, oh, I've had a game hitch on me before. Like, all right, cool. But we're talking like Outriders type first week status. We're talking the fact that I can't even fucking play an NBA 2K game and not feel like I'm playing on a three, you know, second delay or whatever. This game feels fantastic. And I I just really want to shout that out and just like congratulate them because it's so hard to do that when you have this many eyes and this many users trying to get in at these moments um it's just kind of like the ideal launch where it seems to be running insanely smooth and it's so much fun and again the cross progression stuff is fantastic because if i did want to hop off from my pc and play on my console on tv i can easily do that and all of my gear will switch over so just shout out to them for making this game work well or it's i just feel like every launch nowadays we're we're used to the bullshit. We're used to Greg wanting to play Division 2 on launch day, and there's always like, well, servers are down. Let's switch yeah, over to yeah, something, something else. else. And that's yeah, just yeah. kind of like what we're used to nowadays. So. And the and fact it's that the same it's also. Exactly. I was going to say, I think that is such a one of the reasons there's a swell of goodwill. Because I think if it was that, hey, here's this game, buy it or whatever, a whole bunch of people could say, if I you know, if I wasn't getting it off of I because, yeah, I downloaded uh, off for the free trial. Uh, I didn't get like review code early. And so it was this idea of like, if you, everybody was saying, oh, man, I'm having a great time with Knockout City. Not everybody, but uh, I, even if it wasn't on Game Pass, I guess. Like, if somebody's saying they're having a good, a good time with Knockout City, a city i don't know if i would be motivated to actually put dollars down for it because be like oh cool multiplayer game not really my thing i like dodgeball fine but i don't know like this one it does seem uh fun i it's the same idea uh, i wonder that's the stupidest thing i could have said I, the game is really fun i forget where i was going i think i was spinning my wheels to get to the point that uh, yeah i'm with the, the argument that like even when we get fucking wrecked like barry and i we, we had like two or three games back to back the other night where we were god mode yeah we oh. were just destroying people 10 to 1 it was and so then the game was like oh okay cool here's a team that's way better than you and they <laughs> kicked the shit out of us and it was that thing of like fuck like back to what we're talking about like it's not i'm not losing because of the game it is very much like yeah. shit i hit i you know i hit the the I'm, the parry I'm, button i'm not grab reading the ball. things right they exactly. they're, they're thinking 3d chess yeah. i'm still thinking 2d they're, they're running around together as- they're running as a squad exactly yeah. so i can block one of them but i can't block them all uh but it's never like i appreciate that i like that i want to get better at the game i'm enjo- i'm i'm taking something even from the losses and i feel the game is you know being generous with xp on that level too like once it, i thought i thought it took to get to forever to get to like level 10 of xp but then once you cross that threshold all the contracts which are like you know the dailies and stuff like that they started really clocking into oh, yeah. where you know i'm like what you're getting a thousand xp for like each contract and stuff and yeah, yeah that's when the, yeah, it's around there where you start like uh, really completing everything, and it's yeah, I'm already at like level thirty or something like that. And well, we started playing this game on Friday, um, so yeah, I've been putting so much time into it. Yeah, but yeah, that, like I tweeted out that same night, Greg, where it's like, you know, we had some matches where we we're god mode, and then some matches where we got our teeth knocked out, and like I was never not having fun. Yeah, I can't exactly compliment right. enough to you how much how, how involved the game is when you're playing it. Like I feel I feel like my brain is going at the same rate as going when I'm playing a fighting game, when I'm playing the game where sure. it is, mm-hmm. you know, running around, dodging around, all right, Dude. who has the ball? Okay, there's an opponent there. They throw the ball, I catch it immediately, I throw it right back. Okay, their opponent's over there. Okay, I gotta catch that. And, like my brain is going a million miles per hour in a way that makes the game feel like it is 
like, I, like I am playing a fighting game where it's in the moment. Like exactly. I'm not go. I have yeah. the adrenaline. It and is like that's the thing to talk about it, right? Of like uh, the fact that I think you are so involved with it and so in the moment of those times where I'm sprinting down the, at the enemy. You know, I got a lock on him. I curve the ball around the wall and then dash backwards because I just remember I ran past a ball, right? Or I go in there and the plane goes awry and I remember there was a ball over there and I dash that or I try to dash into somebody. I try to get around a piece of cover so they can't hit me with the ball. Or I, you know, in the one with all the uh, pipes, I run and try to get sucked up. And, Get out of there before anything bad. He's getting emotional. He's getting emotional. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting choked <laughs> up. I love thinking about getting sucked up. Getting I get I get emotional too, Greg. That's a good Andy, game. Andy, uh, a lot of what you're saying uh, reminds me of how you used to talk about arms for that like brief moment of time. Like how comparable is it to to arms in the sense of like always having to know your environment and all that stuff? Oh my gosh. I mean, this is so much better than Wow, okay. <laughs> than yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, I liked arms for maybe three or four days. Um I think this is something that is going to stick with us in the way that Predator stuck with us for that amount of time where, you know, every once in a while there will be the squad up request in our Slack channel. You know, I think I think it's such an easy thing to mention um, whenever it comes to any games like this that aren't the heavy hitters that aren't Warzone or Fortnite or Apex. Whenever we talk about games like this, it's always, yeah, how long will this last? How long will we be yeah, playing for? Yeah. That's such an easy thing to go for, uh, to, for discussion. But I think this will be something that sticks around in a much more meaningful way than, you know, uh, a Crucible or... <laughs> see, uh, I, like, I don't know if this has, if this is going to reach it, but I could see it possibly getting into Fall Guys potential in terms of, like, how fun it is. And, like, I think the, so, too. You know, like wanting to go back to it, being around friends, being like, "All right, we we want to play yeah. something together. What's out there?" Hey, dude, like, uh, Knockout City is still fun. Let's just jump into Knockout City because yeah. it has that same level. At the mo- the most fun I was having with Fall Guys right now is the amount of fun I'm having with Knockout City. And you're not like, getting shit on by just you're not getting headshotted every two seconds. It's not a yeah. It's not like when everybody's into Valorant and then you start playing really good players and like oh, I fucking hate yeah. this shit. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's easy. You to have the capability randomly. to catch that ball and to throw yeah. it right back at him and hit him and outsmart people. I I think, you know, Blessing already mentioned that, but just the ease of use or the ease of uh of n- never feeling like you're out of a fight always I think is super important I mean, for players that aren't hardcore. How many times have we had those matches, yeah, where it looks like it should you know, if they get up eight five, they get up eight four, they get up nine four. You know what I mean? And somehow you struggle back. And sometimes yeah you still lose, but we lose, you know, ten to eight, where it was like, man, we were in that and you felt it. For me with the longevity of it, I do wonder as well not that that's a negativity right or negative thing because if you have a a week with this game that again if you if you just played for the 10 days of block party had a great time you had a great time with the free game i don't see that happening but i do think it's interesting that i can see with us in particular and friend groups in particular that okay cool uh, you know, we've already moved on to other things we need to review or you at home are moving on to something that you big game, you want to play Biomutant. So you put this down for a little bit. When you come back, maybe the world at large has gotten so good that you're like, oh, man, I am getting my head kicked in every time. But I go back to that stream we did with it on Friday, right, during the charity thing where it was instead of just us as a team of three going out, it was six of us just playing each other and, and hot swapping between it and how much fun that was. That And that that was, a, 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 you know, the spectrum of some of us had been playing for hours that day and then we brought Nick in sight unseen and made him play it. And he had fun at the that same time. That was Kevin too. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you, does Kevin like it? Because I'm, I'm sick of him like, oh, let's play Fortnite instead. I'm like, no, yeah. no, fucking play Knockout City. I I think he's coming around to it, but I I could have sworn it was going to be his game, but I think he's still because last night 
the slack popped off and he was like, or we could play Fortnite. It was one of those yeah, things. I, I feel like I predicted that since like we got into it when he was away and he wasn't there for that sure. initial thing. Like I knew I was like, man, this does seem like a game he should be really into. But because he wasn't here, he's going to be like, man, let's play some Fortnite. I will say, though, for anybody wondering, because there was some people saying, do you play on keyboard mouse on PC? I, I play keyboard mouse on PC and it feels fantastic. So if you're thinking you have to use a controller you don't i don't think you have to i think it can be played on either whatever you feel more comfortable with but i got the sensitivity dialed up to a million and i'm just whipping 360s like because <laughs> yeah, the thing is tim like you're running around the borders of your screen turn red if there's nobody in front of you they're behind you yeah right immediately just 180 look around you you hear the ball kind of coming on your way catch that shit Fucking it, whip it right back at him. If you whip it right back at him, it's even faster. Do the pump fake. Get him to go oh, for the yeah. grab. Oh, the pump fake is the you, best. You are fucked, son. God. Yeah. Like, I turn oh, into a toxic gamer when I pull off the, the pump fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, I start saying words to my... Like, I'm not on my phone. I start saying words to myself where I'm like, I shouldn't you be saying You dumb this. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you hear fucking little bitch ass. <laughs> Good Lord. To end the show, uh, Mike, you've been real quiet. I want I want to hear your thoughts on Knockout City real quick to, to send us home. You know, uh, I'm a little bit different than everybody, but I'm really happy to hear the excitement and the fun that everyone's having. And that's a big credit to EA and Valance Studios who went above and beyond with the Game Pass deal with this block party for 10 days, allowing everyone to try it. And you're hearing the excitement. And what this team did is unlike many others. And this is what we're looking forward to in the multiplayer world from this point forward here in 2021 and onward is full cross-play, cross-progression, private lobbies and this team hit all of that and that's what we're talking about when we look at multiplayer games and what you need to succeed in this day and age we just talked about it two weeks ago hood outlaws and legends gone that game died on contact and now you look at this game and everybody's very excited because they got to get their free demo in they got to try it with their friends no matter what console there is and this game will fit into a good multiplayer rolodex no matter how long it goes for because of the crossplay and the custom lobbies like Greg said, even if you jump in three months from now, six months from now, and people are kicking your teeth in, you can always play with your friends. And so for me, this is a pretty basic multiplayer game that will come and go within the 10-day period for me and my squad. But it will always be in the Rolodex of the Predator Hunting Grounds, as Andy says. Of You guys want to jump into this? I'll play it. But we won't be talking about this in my circle after Monday when the block party's over. I'm excited. Yeah, that's the thing about it, where I... I... I agree with Mike. I I don't know what the longevity is. Throw that out, but it is a basic multiplayer game. We're all in it because it is so much fun. But what is their cadence of new map, new mode, new ball, whatever it's going to be that actually makes it feel like okay, cool? Like they just dropped League Play today, and I know they have a different, a couple different modes on there. That's all awesome. But like, yeah, do, do we have to get our assigned group together? You know what I mean? Like, how are we shaking it up and keeping it going? Bring and, in, and keep- bring in the it? MCU. Bring in DC. Uh, oh shit! Well, I don't. Bring I'm sure Star Wars. looking at this ready to buy this thing and then being like, "Oh, he's cool. got money." Yeah. Well, let's uh, bring in the characters from the hit movie Dodgeball. Yeah. Oh, also shit. true. Also and, true. The movie, and the characters from the movie Balls of Fury. Yeah. It will be Different very movie. interesting to see what this team does in the coming weeks and months to keep this fresh. You know, you bring up new maps and new balls, but that might not be enough. So it will sure. be coming down to game modes and what you can do. But it will be exciting to see. And Andy, you asked. You know, you brought up how good this game feels. When I was behind closed doors with it, they brought up that they built out their own net code for this game. I was trying to look it up in the background. I believe it's called like the Viper Engine or something that they built. But they worked really hard to ensure that you have 
very low latency and everything works seamlessly across all these different platforms and they nailed it for sure when you play it it feels good no matter where you're at so you know yeah, really I, big props to them i immediately thought of playing outrider solo it feeling fantastic a duo joins uh kind of kind of spotty a, a third joins oh my gosh this is like unplayable right now i'm getting so many frame drops across the board which is why i beat that game solo because it just felt better to play solo and i know it's hard to do that like it takes money and it takes a lot of time to do that you can take the easier way out and you know rent out servers or whatever the hell it it is that you have to do as an engineer but i'm glad that they went this route because it's definitely worth it and i think had they not we'd be talking about yeah, the game's fun, but it's a performance mess, you know? Mm. Well, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Snowbike Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Next week, we will return with our E3 predictions. It's going Ooh. down. So excited. Can't wait for that. Uh, but right now, if you're a patreon.com slash kind of funny games supporter, you get to watch the post show we're about to do. Blessing, what do you got for us this week? Unfortunately, I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Busy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a good old time in this post show. Coming up with stuff from my noggins. Till then, I love you. Bye. <laughs>